Guys, welcome to Nathan K. Gingerbread Podcast. On the couch there, I've got James, one of the creators, one of the guys behind the Rich Kids of the Internet account. Nice to meet you. Absolute Great. pleasure. Thanks for your time. Uh, no, absolute pleasure. No, thank you so much for coming because hey, you it's, it's 50-50. You, you, haven't, you haven't done much in terms of media and you, you know, not everyone knows who you are mm-hmm. and what you've been doing. Um, and I know a bit about, about your background, Yeah. Um, but just start us off. So tell us about your first role, your first job maybe. Just take us back a little bit. Okay, so um, school was really interesting for me. So I was one of these kids which I was, I was good at sport. I was a bit geeky, but I wasn't like a super geek, and I wasn't the best in the rugby pitch either. So I was kind of like that hybrid of don't really know where to fit in. One thing that was really clear for me is I was just obsessed with business studies, right? <laughs> I was like straight A's in that. Like I was obsessed. I didn't give a shit about anything else. Like yeah. physics, maths, great. I still haven't used algebra. I don't know about <laughs> anyone else. Uh, but I was just obsessed with business studies and going through school. I was buying and selling, bit of a Dell boy, used to get phone cases, used to get sweets, used to get, you name it, whatever I could get my hands on, I used to sell it. Yeah. And then this thing called eBay happened, right? <laughs> eBay. And uh, yeah, I used to sell things, old toys, PlayStation 2 games when they were out, um, flip some money left, right and center. And then I had this brainwave of like, oh my God, how cheap are things overseas? So I started buying things from China, right? And the first things I was buying were phone accessories. The, I think it was the iPhone 4, that's, yeah, that's so everyone makes everyone feel a bit older. 4, 4S. Those were the first cases we were selling. And my username was Low Cosmetics. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. cool. And it just kind of happened. We went from selling like 10 cases a day to 50 cases a day. I think we were up to like 150 cases a day. I was making like maybe a pound, pound 50 on every case profit. Decent. I was like happy. It was small enough to go through a letterbox. So I was only paying the large letter. And then this one evening, about four... Four o'clock in the afternoon, so it'd be about 11, yeah, about 11 o'clock in Shenzhen, because that's seven hours ahead. One of my contacts messaged me and said, James, there's this product. It's going to be huge. Because they always try and sell you things. I'm like, okay, what is it? It's a stick, and it holds your phone. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, you put your phone on it, and then you take photos. And I'm like, right. So he starts sending me photos of these like Asian models holding, in like a studio like this, holding a, a <laughs> selfie stick. And I'm like, what is this? And he's like, just try it. I was like, okay. So by 20, I'd sold them by the time they'd even reached UK. Wow. It's like, right, okay, I'm on something. 50, yeah. sold. 150, sold. So basically, my account, Low Cosmetics, in the summer of 20, yeah, 2010, 2011, that summer, um, we were the biggest online seller on eBay for selfie sticks <laughs> in, in Europe. Wow. Yeah, in Europe. We were doing anywhere between... 300 to 800 selfie sticks a day. A day? A day, wait for this. Cost price, 37p. Retail price, 14.95. (laughs) It used to cost me, used to cost me more to send it domestically here in the UK than it would to buy the product and ship it from Shenzhen, China to the That is incredible. It is nuts. If if you get the right product with Alibaba and things like that, you just... It's something to do through Alibaba. Yeah, it was all all, all done through Alibaba and then, uh, yeah, just contacts and contacts and contacts. Um, I've still got the guys that I used to work with on WhatsApp. The crazy thing is, right, I used to speak to them every day. I've never met them. And it's mad. <laughs> it's absolutely mad. Like, I've known them, what, for, it's got to be for 14, yeah, 14 years now. And so I've that, ne- never met them. So that was your first business? That was the, fir- that was the first thing that got me, like, interested in this. And yeah. Obviously, I had that through school. I was flipping. So- Teachers used to hate me because I'd be sitting there and be like looking at my phone all the time. And I remember when the iPad came out and I managed to get my hands on some and I was selling them. 
my math teacher went nuts for me and I was like, you know what? I don't really care about this. I've just made two grand. Yeah. Like, who gives a fuck about homework? <laughs> uh, yeah, I got sent home a couple of times. Um, so yeah, I went, went through school, went off to university, did economics, was going to be a banker. Yeah. I watched The Apprentice once, so I liked that, that scene in Canary Wharf. Um, and yeah, I went and did that and hated it. Yeah. Just didn't want to be in front of a computer screen. Didn't really see value in it. It wasn't me. I wanted to get out there. I wanted to talk to people. Too to many hours as well, right? Well, yeah, it was too many hours, but it was just too many hours for someone else. Yes. And that's what that's it really comes down to. Yes. It's like people need to understand when you get paid at the end of the month, that's a company subscription to your life. Yes. That's how you need to look at it. People think, oh my God, I'm earning this much money. No. What are they getting out of it? Mm-hmm. And it, when you actually work in that environment and the hours of stress, the paycheck isn't worth it. No, you can put another zero on it. Sometimes it's not even worth it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I did that. And then after university, I came down to London because London's where the money is, London's where all the, 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 the business is happening and the contacts need to be made. And I wasn't going to get that back from, I'm from Leicester originally. Yeah. Um, Leicester's great, love it. It's always been my home, but unfortunately London's where it is. So I came down here, worked for a couple of companies. Again, business development roles, starting at the bottom, basically a wheel of deal again, learning sales techniques, going into the corporate side, the B2B world is different to selling to the general public. Yep. So you learn some really good skills like listening. Mm-hmm. Who, who knew that these things are actually useful? And um, <laughs> the skills I developed over those two, three jobs were incredible. And yeah, I, I always say to anyone who wants their own business is to always do it, but go and learn from someone else. Yeah, and the best thing is about getting a job, you get paid, paid. to learn. <laughs> That's so true. And even if you just go and do it for like six months and you crap at it, you're still going to learn. Yeah. you might even learn how not to be a, a boss. Do you think that people then go into jobs for the wrong reasons? So where you've just said, which I think is really important for anyone watching or listening, is that you've gone into a job to learn. Mm. What about what about the money? I'm going to go get yeah. paid, but also I'm going to learn so much yeah. from these guys to be able to, for me then to go and do something yeah. myself. I think people. Um, People go into jobs for the title. Someone said to me once, and I was very young and I didn't really get it, and now I do. He, this guy once turned around to me and said, James, call yourself whatever you want. You can't eat a title. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? And now I'm just, it's so, people can be like head of growth, they can be director of this, CEO of that. Yeah. But if it's not the right role for them, if they're not fulfilling the hours, if they're going home every night miserable, waking up every morning thinking, oh God, not another day. Yeah. Is it worth it? Come with it, your life. It's not. Doesn't... I think family pressure. Mm-hmm. I think um, your parents, they probably don't mean to, but innately you think, I've got to be in that title, I've got to be in that market, I've got to be in that city. You look around in your social circle as well. You've got friends that go off and become doctors, or, oh, I didn't get the grades to do that, so you put pressure on yourself. You've got friends that uh, got the, 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 nice, the new car, they've got the holiday or whatever, so you try and aspire to have what they have, or even more because you compete. Yeah. And actually when you realise that no one actually gives, gives a, a shit, shit about you, they're right. not there when like you're sat there thinking I haven't hit my sales target, my boss has given me all this and yeah. I'm questioning like am I actually good at this, they're not there then. Tell me about a tough time in your life, so we know about, we're going to discuss later about the rich kids of the internet but mm-hmm. tell us about a tough time in your life, tell, me us what, like, tell us some, some deep moments where you've had to do some soul searching. Um, we, we spoke about it, so when I was at university I had this bright idea because everyone was jumping on apps, I had this idea and this will make you laugh. So. Um, we spoke about it, I had a happy hour finder. So you'd look on your phone, it would say where the latest happy hour find. The original name for this uh, happy hour app was called Down It. As in, <laughs> yeah, it. because I was 19, 20 years old and I thought, what's catchy, what's gonna go viral? I had friends that were doing like things with like Lab Bible and stuff like that. So I needed something that would be 
yeah, a bit tongue and cheek, that would go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't know a thing about apps. I'm not actually a geek. Like, mm. I know enough about apps to know if I'm getting ripped off now, but I didn't know anything about apps at the time. So I Googled, 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 went and came across a couple of firms. I met this one firm uh, based over in India and the guys were really good English. Everything was perfect. Good quote. I'm thinking, right, okay. I'm making my money for myself with six here. Thinking right, and this was at the time when I was at university, and I was very wet behind the ears, and I would just spend money on stupid shit. Yeah. And I thought, right, eighteen grand on an app, cool, let's go, bang. A couple of months went past, and months went past. That other guys in the team, um, the first version of the app came out, and I was like, this is this is awful, this is shocking. And I'm thinking, right, okay. And then they start talking, and they start talking about improvements and algorithms, all the complicated stuff. Twelve grand, okay, paid that. So at this point, we're 30K in the hole. Wow. Um, and they then send another version a couple of weeks later. And at this point, we're marketing. We've got the logo. It was a pint glass with uh, pound coins coming out of it. It was terrible. I actually uh, drew it on the back of um, literally a cigarette packet. And uh, yeah, we were telling all my friends, my family about it. I've got this app. It's brilliant. Everyone's getting excited about it. It sounds really good, doesn't it? You're at university. Someone's going to tell you where to get the cheapest pint. Amazing. Um, and then the next version comes out. And it's just as bad. It's just wow. shocking. It was it was to the point where like you'd take a couple of taps on the screen and it would either just collapse or like it would show you a pub that was like eighty miles away. It was just wasn't working. Yeah, it was poor. And you'd waited hours and hours and you'd put yourself out there. And like one thing that I would really encourage people to think about is when you have a business, you don't always have to be the face of it. Not always. Yeah. Sometimes it's cool. Yeah. Sometimes it's great. Like this is what you do, right? Um but sometimes you need to just take a step back and think, am I building something really good yes. that I can actually want to put my face in it? Whereas mm. I, at the time, I'd put myself out there, told everyone about it, and then I'd come along with this. <laughs> and my, I remember sitting there and I went to the pub with my friends, um, and a good friend of mine, Charlie, literally tore it to shreds. And I was like, it's bad, isn't it? He goes, yeah, it's bad. And, and I told him how much money I was spending it. He just sat there and was like, mm. Wow. That didn't stop. So I was then, so addicted to try and make this right because I put so much time, so much effort into it and my image and my reputation that I spent another 10K getting it. And this version again was crap. And I literally said to them, right, I want a refund. Next minute, we're not getting uh, replies. Weeks go by. Um, basically, they did a runner with, <gasps> with our money. Well, with my money. So wow. 40,000 pounds in the hole. And it was over about six, seven months. Whilst doing and how old were you at this time? I'd be 20, 20, 21. That's a lot of money to lose, yep. an awful lot it's of a, money. It's a lot of money to lose. It's even more, I, I think at that age, like so much was going on as well. You're growing up, you're going through things, you, you're doing university. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I was just in a bad, bad place, but it was, it, it really showed me that you need to stop just going with the flow sometimes, take a step back and think, right, just, yeah. Look at it from the outside. Look at it from the outside. But it's the best lesson. It's the best lesson to be at rock bottom. And this this whole app thing, like it developed, it developed, it developed. We we got some um, better guys involved in the team. We built a really cool product. And funnily enough, we didn't actually make that. We didn't. We couldn't raise the money in the investment side of that. But it actually led me into other opportunities. Now it gave me an insight into that market. I tell a lot of entrepreneurs like always be careful with um, outsourcing yeah. development. Um, it's changed a lot. The world's changed a lot now. You can get really good guys in Asia. 
Would you, would you not source it at home? Like, say, for instance, um, we were trying so to... So, if, if I was to tell you, so the app that we wanted, um, 40, well, it was 40K all in. If I was to do the same app in the UK, you'd probably be talking about 180,000. Wow. That's, that's the difference. And that would then... Now, it's not as bad. It's knowing it. Probably now, they could probably build it for about 60. Yeah, okay. But back in the day apps were still like not many people with developers now you get guys that are so talented 16 17 18 year old building their own apps it's brilliant yeah and um, but we didn't have that like it back sounds then. it sounds back then but it was only what five six years ago yeah but that's how fast technology moves isn't it it is and the app world a thousand apps get uploaded to the app store every day that's how fast a thousand, a thousand apps that's and a lot 80 percent of apps lose their first users in the first month because they're, well, they're probably crap and they add they're no crap. value Everyone is so like. How many apps do you have on your phone? Loads. And let me guess, you use Insta, WhatsApp, Facebook, maybe Twitter. If you're still on the Twitter. No. <laughs> no. The only reason Twitter is still going is because of Donald Trump. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, yeah. So Insta, WhatsApp, maybe TikTok if you're. Yeah, I'm in TikTok. Yeah, I'm on TikTok. And emails. That's it. Yeah. Trying to get someone to download an app, use an app, keep using it, trust it, tell their friends about it. It's just you're asking someone to like speak another language. No, it's true. It's so very difficult. Yeah, it is. But. It's like everything. If you have a really good idea, try it. And yeah. Never know if it works. Great. Cool. Yeah. Tell us about the rich kids of internet. How did the, all that? How did you guys like start this? How so did it all the, come about? The account um, is how old is it now? It's nearly eight years old. Wow. It's crazy. Cause it started in 2012. Yeah. Um, and it was originally called the Rich Kids of Instagram. And the first post. So have you heard of Dell laptops, Dell computers? Yeah. yeah. So Dell is owned by Michael Dell, and his son was pictured on a private jet. He must have been about. 13, 14 years old. And uh, a screenshot of this kid on a private jet. Call this Instagram account the rich kids of Instagram. Post it as a joke. Go to bed, wake up, 5,000 followers. What? Next minute, New York Times, CNBC, all these other like media outlets going in on it. <laughs> literally, over, it, it wasn't an overnight, but it was literally like bank. Wow. From there, it cascaded to the Channel 4 documentary that was 2014. Yeah. Um, the rich kids of Instagram is now a, a trending hashtag. It's a market in its own right. There's like 15, 16 accounts now all over the world. Rich kids of Asia, rich kids of Belgium, rich kids of Dubai. Wow. Uh, there's all these, it's, it's become its own market all off the back of this one account that just went bang. And there's a couple of reasons why it, why it worked. People are obsessed with luxury, mm -hmm. fact of life. People do not like to see others doing well yes. in the fact of life. Um, people don't like seeing younger people than them doing life because they think that I need to have a car, a house, a Rolex by 21, 21 whatever age. Yeah. So those combinations um, together basically fueled this fire that we now call the rich kids on the internet. So we had to change our name. Yeah. Uh, Instagram gave us a lovely email saying the word Instagram is trademarked. Can you please change it? Yeah. And we're thinking, what do we change it to? Yeah. Like, it's such a good name. Like, everyone knows this. Like, what's going to happen? Um, and then, yes, one bright spark came up with the internet because it covers all bases, anything yep. online, and that's what we've done. And it's crazy. It's absolutely mad. We've got 363,000 followers on the main account. Yeah. Uh, Facebook, I think we've got around about the same amount of followers. We started on Tumblr back in the day. Yeah, like, oh, God. God, yeah. Um, YouTube now, we've got, we, we get reposted by the Forbes by Daily Mail, we're That's always insane. in the Daily Mail. Googlers, we're always there. Um, we try and like pick seasoned things. So like, for example, when it's Christmas, we post a lot about wealthy kids when they go on holiday and they do ridiculous stuff in the snow. That's yep. always trending. 
the papers love again to piss people off by showing young people doing better than other people better whatever yeah. that is and yeah that's we've kind of become that source why do you think we hate but love other people's success so we sort of look at it and we go we love it it's because we want it for ourselves obviously mm, but why do we then start slagging it off why do we hate it why do people troll mm. i'd love to know the answer to that what? i think what? it's um i think it's insecurity must be. I think it's insecurity and social pressures to have X, Y, Z. Do you think, That's though, think in some ways, like you've, you can't be blamed for creating social insecurities because no. you're just posting nice stuff, right? There's yep. nothing wrong with that, right? It's mm. all out. We all like it, like yeah. you said. So there's nothing wrong with it. But do you not think? Look, is there not another way that maybe we could help people that are trolling? Is there another way that you not think? Like I know trollers. So trollers I, are good, I, right? Okay, okay. So I'm good and bad with trolls. Good. Um, if you're an internet troll, I want to just say thank you <laughs> so much. You have literally created my, my life because people don't understand that trolls, even when you do a negative comment, share something, chat bullshit, you actually help the algorithm. Shock. Um, so actually it gets viewed by more people, more views equal more money, more revenue from advertisers if you, if you make money that way. So trolls, actually, the best way to troll is to not comment at all. Absolutely, who, yeah. Who, who knew? Shock. If you unfollow a page or you don't comment on something, they're going to suffer. Yeah, that's right. That's the best form of trolling. Yeah. But yeah, they don't, they don't understand it. It's, it's, do you it's think, brilliant. Do you think it's because they want to be heard themselves? Yeah. And they don't know how to say something decent or give or add in value. They're trying to be... It's, it's just like word vomit. It's like, it's like everything. It's like you, you've, I saw on, on your post, you've interviewed some guys that have done steroids, right? But as a guy, like I like my going to my gym, you like going to the gym, like, we want to look a certain way, we want to be ripped. You see a guy that's absolutely massive, first thought and probably, or second thought maybe is, is he on roids? Yeah. Right? So you constantly, it's like, it makes you feel better. Yeah, of course. And unfortunately, <laughs> trolls, that's, that's them. They want, they want to feel better about the, themselves. themselves. They, they yeah. feel insecure, the fact that there's some kid that's got this or whatever. What they don't see is that some of these kids have got massive social anxiety. Yeah. Um, I've got billionaire friends that sit opposite me and go, James, I'd take it all away because you know what? I don't know who my friends are. Do you think it's important to surround yourself with, do you think your social surroundings are really important in terms of like who you hang around with? And I'm, I'm really lucky. I've got... Three mates. Genuinely, I've got their mates. I've got three mates that I know, and they've been there. If a, a girlfriend's dumped me, if I'm ill, or if something happens, they're there. Yeah, thick and thin, like just thick and thin. Just your mate. They take the. They, I love if you've got mates, they can take the riff out of you. The, and I've got some mates that destroy me. Yeah, like, absolutely destroy. Me. Put me back into perspective. They're the people you want. They're your friends, aren't you? They're your yeah. mates. Yeah, they're ones and that. Really what you see it. is what you get, right? Ride or die, or whatever you want to phrase them with. Um, I think your circle is really important. I think you should be confident enough to pick and choose your circle. Yeah. And don't feel bad for saying, you know what, I don't think this is right. I'm not getting what I'm putting out. I'm not getting back the energy that I need. It's all yeah. about energy, positive energy. And you also need to have vision. If you're not in the right circle with people that have similar goals or same aspirations or even the same values as you, then you need to question yourself. Are you happy? If you're happy to do that, cool. If you're um, happy or you feel that you could be in a better place, you need to sit and go, right, okay, that isn't for me. I need to find something that would help me because at the end of the day, come back to do they really care about you? Probably not. not yeah. yeah. So you've got to look after number one. How do we go about 
inspiring young people to start a business? Because you've done it, you've been there, you understand yeah. how to start it. How, if, what sort of advice, how could you sort of, how could they sort of get off their ass and actually go and action it and do it? What's the sort of keys to sort of actually getting things started? Because it's one thing everyone talking about it, right? Yeah. Oh God, yeah, that's it. Everyone talks, no one does. That's what I believe in. Action. Hundred yeah. percent. That's that's my you know thing. What? I I have I believe in action as well, but for me, effort earns respect. Effort earns respect. If you have effort, I do not give a shit if your idea is wacky, but you believe it and you try it and you fail. I've got more like praise for you than yeah. someone that just gets given everything, or someone that just got. I say I got lucky, but I got lucky, but I kept my luck because I worked my ass off. Mm. I was up till three, four o'clock in the morning talking to people in China when my mates were going out and getting. Smashed on WKDs back in the day, right? <laughs> Cheeky Vimto's and that. Yeah? Right? The, the people need to understand that there's, an, there's always an element of luck. You put luck in your favour and effort and action, the combination yeah. of the two. You've just got to go out there and try it. Um, I think people are too... People talk too much. People have an idea and they go and ask their mates. And then their mates say it's bad. and then Mates they go, it's shit. Or, like, you come back to that circle thing. If, yeah. you're, if you're in a circle of entrepreneurs and people that are actively making effort in action, you're probably going to do that. Yeah. If you're in a circle with people that have got custody jobs or people that are living off the bank of mum and dad or people that haven't got any job and don't give a shit about yeah. that, um, they're probably not the best people to ask advice or opinions from. If somebody says, okay, fine, Nathan James, that's all great saying you surround yourself by entrepreneurs and people that action and people inspire you and etc. What happens if I live in the middle of nowhere and my people around me are all bums? Where, where would you go to find inspiration or, or help? Uh, I'm really stubborn on this. So you've got two things. We all have this thing called a phone. And the <laughs> yes. And uh, social media. And social media is so good. Yeah. The amount of content and information we can digest and daily podcast daily videos that are really really helpful to people yeah plug um is is there and it's available to everyone okay some people haven't got a phone or they haven't got the internet you need to inspire yourself yeah you need to look at yourself and think right i want to be a better version of me if you say that to yourself i want to be a better version of me yeah automatically get a bit of an ego boost you want to get off your ass you want to show you want to prove to yourself and to other people um it's difficult i i didn't come from the the most humble of, of, of backgrounds like Leicester's not exactly the nicest place in the world. I was selling phone cases down the market at 5am on a Saturday to Polish people yeah. that I can't even understand. Don't even know where they got their money from half the time. <laughs> um, like, there's always an opportunity there. And if there isn't, then maybe you don't believe in it enough. Aside from the Rich Kids of the Internet app, and you've got the website as well, which provides services to people, yeah. what could people go to? What could pe If anyone's watching thinking, oh, I'd like to be part of this, what could they get from so we, we do a couple of things so um, obviously we, traditionally we post people that have got amazing content or they work in the luxury market guys and brands that are aspiring to attract the kids that we feature those kind of demographics so we have we advertise that's one thing um, we work with people on like growing accounts and like is there a niche that they want to focus on like some advice that we've learned over the last seven years um, the services side of it, it's, it is what it is. It's uh, lifestyle management or whatever you want to call it, concierge, mm. yeah. um, video shoots, photo shoots. It's the high-end stuff. Yes. It is like, it, it's, it's Lamborghinis that are £300,000 plus. It's room nights that are 10 grand suites. It, yeah. It's stuff like that. And I know that's only 1%, right? But there's other things out there. There's business opportunities. There's entrepreneurs that are raising money. So they need investors. And investors, nine times out of 10, are wealthy people. So yeah. We help startups 
um, try and raise money. I'm also like very, very open and I do try my best to read all the DM requests I get. Uh, I like helping people with business ideas. Mm-hmm. So I had a guy um, last week message me and just, just, out of it, just some advice. If you ever message a big Instagram account, don't start with, hi bro. Yeah. yeah. Hi bro is like, uh, yeah. you don't know me, you don't know anything about me. The word bro, like you say it to your friend, you say it to guys you've known, you say it to the guys you probably helped into an Uber at three, four o'clock in the morning when they're pissed. And also possibly have no respect for the first time you've ever spoken to them. Yeah. It's just an immediate like red flag. Like it just doesn't work. Sorry, but it just doesn't. Um, he is not your bro. Yeah, I'm not. Like if we if we help each other and whatever, you can call me what you want. Yeah. Like we'll have nicknames and stuff like that, but just don't start that. Yeah. Uh, I usually respond to people that are very open, honest, and they just say, "Hey, like I need some help. Mm. Try that." If it's you a just bit say humility, hi, a bit humble. I need yeah. some help. Hi, I'm having um, I'm struggling with something. Little little bits of emotion to show that you're more than just some letters on a screen goes a long way. Do you know why that is? Is because you genuinely like to give back. Yeah. You genuinely like, someone like help. Oh, I'd love to help you. Yeah. yeah. Because people in actually good people and successful people have done well love to give back and help. Yeah. So if you say, look, I, I need some help. Could you help me out here? Yeah. They'll help you. I don't mean like lend me money or whatever, but actually give you some words of wisdom. Give like point you in the right direction. Yeah. But that is what it's all about, right? Just giving back, helping yeah. people. So yeah. if people want to message you. Yeah, no, just pe- start pe- with people People just reach out and be you. Be a human. Don't be like another DM. Because you know that that person sent messages to like 10,000 other paste people. Job. Copy and paste job. Like, uh, the best is when you see a copy and paste and they've got the, they've even called the, the account wrong at the top and it's oh. just straight away. You know what I mean? Like an email. Campaign. Cringe. Block. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Just bang. Gone. Next. I love that. Like I said, 600 to 800 DMs a day. How many? 600 to 800. Wow. So you can imagine, right? I can't go through all of them. I do try. Yeah. It's impossible. And like I said, sometimes people are just asking for silly shit. Uh, you get the trolls and the usual bollocks. And yeah, eventually there will be some rough diamonds in there and there's some cool kids. So we've had a uh, couple of like work experience people want to learn and I've had people like phone up and pitch to me and where can I do this? And if I know someone, I'll help them. I'll just say, yeah, introduce them to that. Amazing. Like, I'm not a fountain of like success. I can't be like, yeah, I can make you a billionaire overnight, but I might know someone that can help. Yeah. And it all starts from that. It's like how we, we got introduced. Absolutely. I met a guy less than two weeks ago, had a really good conversation. We were talking about everything other than business. Yeah. And within two weeks, he goes to me, I've got this really good guy. I think you should go and talk to him. Here we, Here are. we are. James, what is stunting? Okay, so stunting <laughs> is this Instagram phenomenon of basically pretending you're something you're not or pretending you have something that you haven't got or just portraying something that you know will basically get likes, like clickbaiting, right? It's almost like glorified catfishing on Instagram, (laughs) right? Uh, And you get these guys that they go down the market, they buy fake Balenciagas, they find a Lamborghini in the street with a foreign number plate on it, stand in front of the number plate so you can't see it's a foreign car, take a photo and then submit it to us. Yeah, people do that. And people have genuinely made accounts, lifestyles out of this. Yeah. And it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a craze. It's something that I don't think, it, again, it comes back to human nature. They want to perceive that they've got X, Y, Z. They have this. They have access to whatever. Um, just for their own personal ego and gain. And then the crazy thing about it, right? Um, and I know this from my personal Instagram. If I took a photo, no, just disrespect to you. If I took a photo of us right now, mm-hmm. um, we probably get maybe a thousand likes. Yeah. 
if I took a photo of me and you stood next to a Lamborghini SVJ, 5,000 likes. That's insane. And it, 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 it is what it is. It, it, and that's where this whole like, stunt lifestyle has come from. And the perception of wealth, perception of, yeah, that luxury lifestyle that people crave. People are actually doing, like genuinely doing this. I know, if, I, I follow a few people on Instagram because mm. I know that they're stunting this, right? Yep. And I think, I know them, and I'm like, I know what you don't have. I know mm. what you have, and I know what you don't have. And you definitely don't have what you're putting on Instagram. What, why are they doing this? Like, what, what are they getting out of it? Because they're not getting paid for it. No. Nope. So why are they doing it? You say they're not getting paid for it. I, I don't know who, who you're referring to, but there's influencers um, that get a lot of brand deals, luxury brand deals from doing exactly that because they're getting the in, uh, interaction, they're getting the engagement. Mm. Luxury brands go, they're doing really well. They need to have that next shot. They need to have one of our handbags involved. Um, and people have made careers out of it. It's that like, is insane. It's, yeah. So stunting. Stunting, it's an American term. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good, it's, it is what it is. It's been happening for years, but now it's actually got a term. Why do people want to show that they've got loads of money? Like, what, why do they want to be perceived as they've got loads of cash? I think, um, it's a really interesting question. I think people that have the perception that they have money are seen as more intelligent. They've got money and wealth is basically access. Do what you want. <laughs> you can go to the Maldives. You can go to that hotel. You can buy that bag. You can get that dog. You can go to that school. You can go to that club. You can drop 10 grand on the table. You can, you can do that. You've got freedom. Yeah. It's what humans want. Humans feel that they're constantly cased and money is freedom. So that's what they want. They're showing that lifestyle and that's what people crave. But they don't because they, tip, they, they put a post up, they wait for the lights to come back and then they go back to their little house shed, yeah. house, house, house yeah. share, yeah. and you know, they look at their fake Balenciagas or fake Rolex or whatever yeah. they've got. Yeah. So what, how is that being fulfilled? How are you finding happiness in that? It's, it's like everything. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if you've read this, but I read it a couple of months ago that Whenever you have a like, whenever you have a follow, comment on Instagram or a social media platform and you see the notification, we get a dopamine hit in our brain. That dopamine hit has been recorded to be like eight times stronger than cocaine. Wow. So yeah, not many people know that. So you think about text message, you think mm -hmm. about things like that, it's, it's more powerful. That's why you've constantly got this in your hand. If people look at their screen time, I'm, I'm really bad. I probably average six hours a day yeah. easily on my phone, <laughs> which is horrible to think that I could fly from like here to like Dubai in six hours. Yeah. Um, and I spend that on my iPhone. Yeah, mine's 6.31 apparently, my yeah. average time. Yeah, it's bad, isn't it? It's insane. But you know what? You have to be on it because it's so powerful, so great for business, so good for information. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it's like the dark side of that, this, this whole like addiction to likes, comments and everything else. Tell me about what the Rich Kids Inset is trying to do. Like, is it trying to inspire people? What's the sort of the true, honest message behind it? I think years ago when we were a lot younger, it was more like, let's see how many likes we can get. Yeah. Let's see how many people we can piss off today. Yeah. Um, and that is still kind of part of our ethos. And it's that just the social media like market. It's all about engagement and yeah. things like that. But we're, we're now moving away from that. We're moving towards the whole like, business side of it. Yes. So the network that we've actually grown from it, these genuinely wealthy, successful people, um, we're just basically growing a really good WhatsApp list <laughs> or a phone book and selling them services and yeah, getting involved in their lives and helping them. Helping like them. Because at the end of the day, I personally don't think Instagram's gonna be here forever. No. 
the rise of TikTok at the moment is really interesting. I think it'll get to a point in Instagram will just buy the features or buy TikTok as it does. Um, and also, like, I'm 27, I'm getting on a bit. There's always going to be a, a new craze going along yeah, with these young kids. Uh, yeah, so I think there's other ways of making money and that's what we want to do. So what's next for James? What's coming up for you? So um, if there's stuff you can talk, if you can yeah, talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not NDA'd that much. Yeah. Um, so at the moment I'm working with a really exciting fintech startup. It's a company called Lux Rewards. Okay. And what it is, it's a platform that integrates your debit and credit card. So when you go out and dine and drink in London, you get up to 10% of your bill back in these form of these points. Mm -hmm. And these points you can use to go on holiday, you can go to hotel break, spa weekend, race a Ferrari around a track. Wow. It doesn't cost you anything. It's no, brilliant. It's, it's all so you get 10%. Up to 10%. Not up 10%. To 10 no, up, up to 10%. To 10%. Yeah, okay. But if you think about it, a credit card or a debit card does 0.1 to 1%. Yeah. That's a lot of money. And I don't know about you, you look at your statement, rent or mortgage. Yeah. What's your second biggest spend? Food, food and drink. Yeah. And London, everywhere's it's, open, right? Yeah, of course. So, yeah, I'm working with a very good friend of mine. Um, and we, we've grown the company. It's going for an investment round at the moment. We've already got some money in, so... Swipe up and we'll put the links on the page. Yeah, there we go. Why not? It. You can invest up to whatever. You can invest £10. Pounds. Okay. It's really, really exciting as an opportunity. I think it's going to go huge. The guys that we've got involved already, we've got 350 plus venues here in London. It's going nationwide at the start of next year. Amazing. It's phenomenal. And um, it's been a bit different for me. It's been a step away from social media, but the startup environment, again, it's for the young entrepreneurs with great ideas and yeah, you just have a go, right? What is it that James wants to do? What's your end goal? What's your why? What's your, you know, where do you want to be? What's... Um, oh, God, that's such a horrible question. Does anyone know the answer to that? Do you think anyone actually, do you think anyone ever gets born and then goes, that's I wonder. Do. No. Um, do you think it changes constantly? Always. Yeah, yeah. mine has. Always. Mine and has completely. Because life changes, right? It, you, you learn from experiences and yeah. you think, oh, maybe I could... I, Want to give back there, or want so to give back what, there? What I'm, what I'm doing at the moment, yeah. I'm investing in young people mm -hmm. with great ideas. Some of them are not great, some yeah. are great. <laughs> um, I like being a super connector, mm -hmm. which is what we spoke about with Instagram and DMs and how people reach out. And if I can help people, I will. Yeah. Um, I just, I just want to be happy and comfortable in what I'm doing, and I'm very fortunate to say yeah. that what I do actually makes me happy. And I don't think many people can say that. No, which it's is true. Really sad. What is happiness? Like, what is success and happiness? What, what does that... For, for me, that, yeah, for for you. me, I've always had a very, very simple thing about this. So for me, having an idea and actually making it happen is happiness and success, even if it doesn't work. That's, that's my idea of happiness. Yeah. Okay, not, not many people are like, people are like, I need a house, I need to do this, I need to climb that mountain, I need to raise X money for track. That is cool. Yep. But for me... To have something in here yeah. and make it happen, even if it doesn't work, makes me happy. See, that's nice. You know what your happiness is. Yeah, and what you just touched up on was really important, where you said where most people would want a house or a car, that's what they think makes them happy. Yeah. You've gone, I don't care what yeah. makes you happy. Good, like, enjoy it. Yeah. Do what you've got to do, but I'm, I'll do what makes me happy. Yeah. And that, I believe, is when people can really give back, can really yeah. excel, yeah. because you know what genuinely makes you happy. Mm -hmm. Not talk about success, not talk about money, not talk mm -hmm. about material, materialistic things. It's about 
finding true happiness. Yeah. Like genuinely. And, and don't get me wrong, like I'm in a very fortunate position, like part of our business, we, we rent out supercars, right? <laughs> and I'm a massive, massive car guy. Like even your Instagram story, I, I felt like such a dick when I replied with, oh yeah, just get a Lamborghini Urus. Like, fuck the Range Rover. Yeah. Um, that's just because I'm, I'm so lucky. But part of what we do is we, we rent out cars and then sometimes friends and family, like they'll have little kids and they'll be massive into cars and they'll just turn up at their house with a, a Lamborghini oh, and just amazing. see these kids face go because <gasps> you might they might see one but they never actually get to sit in it yeah put a kid in a car it's literally like life-changing for them yeah of course and little things like that but then you think okay is that making them aspire to have that maybe not maybe it's actually helping them realize that to get this you need to do xyz you need to hit rock bottom sometimes yes you need to learn from it you need to be a nice guy give out to yeah. receive and maybe just maybe you might get one like that that for me makes me feel like yeah i'm doing a good job there what Key, what three key words do you think people could use on a daily basis to help them succeed? So one of mine is action, and I know you, I know you're firm believer of action, but yeah. what other, what three key words do you think you need to sort of listen? Hundred percent. You like that? Yeah, I love listen. So there's a there's a meme that's always on the internet, and I don't read into these things a lot because people. Make, I've got good friends that shouldn't say they make accounts which are just quote accounts, right? They've got loads of followers yeah. and they just post bullshit and yeah. like, some of them are like up and down, up and down, but whatever. One of them is the most powerful person in the room is the one that speaks the, the least. Yeah, or speaks last as well. Yeah, or speaks yeah. last. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think listening is huge. And if you ever go to a meeting and there's more than one of you, I would strongly recommend that before you go into a meeting, say to them, right, you're going to talk and yeah. I'm just going to listen. And if you listen to your colleague or your friend or the person you're meeting, you pick out key words. And those key words will tell you the outcome of any meeting, any decision you ever need to do. And if you speak a lot, sometimes you miss that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think listening is just huge. So listening, um, resilience. Oh, had that, had that this morning. Did you? Amazing. Okay, yeah, resilience is huge. Because we all have good days, we all have horrendous days, mm. and the horrendous days are the ones that actually benefit you. Yes. Do you embrace those now, in a way? No, not the time. <laughs> of course, I'm like effing and blinding, like, what, what's course, going on? Of course, but like, I mean, you don't look at it and go, right, life's over, I'm done, like, no, I'm finished, no. No, you can't, there's always, a, there's always a reason to wake up in the morning. Yeah. Um, well, you're alive, right? Yeah, you're alive, like, you've got, I'm lucky I've got four limbs, I've got a mouth, I've got ears, I can talk, organs are all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's always a reason. So yeah, resilience is huge, and you learn. Yeah, you, know, you said you learn the most from the the dark moments, and you learn about you as a person. Mm -hmm. And I think the last one kind of leads into that. Um, I don't know if it's it's a, it's not a noun, but it might be a like almost an adjective. Is mindset? Yes. Okay. I like that. Because we spoke about it in the car. Yeah. If whatever's in here mm -hmm. isn't right, fuck the rest. Yeah. Absolutely. Pointless. You can have a Lamborghini. You can have an amazing boyfriend, girlfriend, you can have the best job, the best tires, everything. If what's in here isn't right, yeah. you have nothing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely 100%. nothing. 100%. You have absolutely nothing. You won't value what you have around you. Your communication will be horrendous. You, you'll feel so down. You're, you're ill. Yeah. You're sick. So I think mindset, and I think that is a constant investment in yourself yes. to read into things, to, like, there was a thing I saw as well online that was, like, people will spend... 250 pounds or whatever on a night out, on a big night out, let's yeah. say, but they won't spend 100 quid on a couple of life coach sessions. Mm, absolutely. Now, there's a difference between life coach and therapy. Yes. Yeah. It's an investment, but it's the best investment because it's your 
Investing. Do you believe investing in yourself? 100%. Yeah. And I didn't when I was younger. I used to think that going out, spending silly money on tables, oh, God, my VKs I've bought in my time. <laughs> um, yeah, like bottles and all this rubbish and nice shoes and watches and all this crap. I used to think, yeah, that'll make me feel better. And it does. It, for it a very short time. For a very short time. Yeah. And then you get to resent it. Yeah, like, you do. Why have I got that? Why did I spend that? You just, you don't feel good about yourself. No, you don't. And if you don't feel good about yourself, the people around you don't want to be with you. You have bad energy. Like, yep. That is, unfortunately, it takes shit to happen for you to realise that. Yes, it does. So I was talking you know, about the bad days. I embrace the bad days. So if mm. a bad day happens, so if it's a good day, it's great. But I know if a bad days happen, I'm like, amazing. Because mm. I know I'm going to learn something today. I know that tomorrow, whatever happened to me today, I'm going to learn from and genuinely, like I, I, I genuinely have learned to embrace bad days, but I've only got that from having a mindset. Yeah, it's it's, like, a, it's a corny phrase of "what doesn't kill you makes you stronger." It's so true, but, and it is so true. But how many? But when we were younger, and this is like my target audience. So my, my audience tends to be between eighteen and about thirty. Yeah, that, that's where my sort of that's age great. gap is. Great mm-hmm. age gap, um, or a great age demographic. Mm-hmm. But. When I was that age, when someone says whatever doesn't kill me, I was like, what are you talking about? Mm. Like genuinely, if you can just learn to take this with you every single day, like you will progress so much quicker. If you learn to get a mindset, if you invest in yourself, whether it be fitness or get someone, a life coach or an accountability partner. Do you have an accountability partner? No, no, I don't. I, like I said, I got into mindset two years ago. Um, good friend of mine. I, I used to do, this is not a good topic. I used to do CrossFit. I know it's hated by a lot of people. Um, and yeah, I did that. And my CrossFit coach was also a mindset guy. And we basically, every other week, used to sit down and used to talk. Yeah. Talk about just absolute rubbish. Talk about life, talk about girls, talk about whatever. And it took me away from your phone. Yep. Because for me, obviously, my business, my life is on my mobile. So I was constantly on the screen time, yeah. right? So that was huge. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just one of these things where I think it's not, it's not, it's not a weakness to go and talk to someone no. about other things other than your business or stuff like for me, he taught me about what motivates me. And it's like what you said, like what makes you happy. People think that materialistic things make you happy, and they don't. No. And until you realize what you're good and what you're bad at, I, I'd say focus on what you're good at mm-hmm. rather than what you're bad at because sometimes it can slow down what you're actually good at. Yeah, fair enough. And you need to take a step back to take a step forward. I like that. So it's like that part of management. So if you've got, I don't know. So people tend to say, well, if you've got like, say, three tiers, like I'm excellent, medium and bottom, mm-hmm. people tend to think, oh, I need to go to the bottom and get them fixed first. You're yeah. better off working the bottom, getting them to the top first, yeah. right? And then later on deal with the stuff at the bottom. So you're absolutely right. I agree with that. All right. So let's go to some, like, some little questions, right? Okay. Is there nothing? Okay. Nothing to it. Um, what's the best piece of advice you've received? Best piece of advice I've ever received. It doesn't always get dark at six o'clock. <laughs> now that isn't because of like the time's going back over hours it means that not every day is going to be the worst um, it's not always going to be like rainy and, and all these things it, it, things will get better yeah. and you just need to go through the process and like when you that. find the answers to the, the, the process you have less rainy days like that okay uh, if your house was on fire and you, god forbid uh, and you had to run back and get two things what, two things two things what okay. would they be can't be human or anything alive phone to phone the fire brigade <laughs> um, okay, so two things. That is such a very, very good question. I would take, <laughs> I take a photo of me and uh, my best friend, yeah. and we were like three years old at the time. Oh, so nice. I'm keeping that photo for 
Best man speech. Yeah. Um, so that is hugely important to me. I'd say I'd take that. And I would also take... Hmm. There's a certificate I've got from school, um, <laughs> which isn't actually... It, it is it is based on my results, but it's actually an email I've got from my business teacher um, just saying that I was one of his best students. Oh. Because, um, yeah, it was very personal. He didn't need to do that. He yeah. just sent it to me. And I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. It wasn't even on results day. It was literally like two months after I left school. It was like in October. And it, it just, I remember receiving it, my email, and just sitting there going, wow, that's really cool. Because like, you, you get this perception that once you leave somewhere, you get forgotten about. Yeah. And yeah, that was just really cool. And I always look at it and I always tell people, is it next to my laptop? Um, now I always say, look, that was my business teacher. When I was That's school. really nice. Yeah, I like that. So, so see, anyone watching this would never think that you would have that. Like anyone, yeah. like would because see, never judge, never yeah. judge. Yeah. Um, if if who was to play who was to play a, who which actor would play you in a movie of your life? Tom Hardy because I love Tom Hardy. Oh, Tom Hardy. Uh, no, right. he's awesome. Like my favorite, one of my favorite films is Legend. Mm-hmm. That film is just incredible. Um, the fact that he plays two guys and he's just he's just out, out of this world he's um, a great actor yeah, he yeah he's, he's brilliant he is incredible. um all right so good come, story he's got as well he's got a great story yeah mm-hmm. tom if you want to come welcome anytime uh so some quick fire questions okay yeah uh cardio or weights weights whoosh cats or dogs dogs morning or night morning <laughs> hot or cold hot pizza or burger burger london or new york London. Liverpool or Man City? Oh, we're talking football. Uh, Man City. Get out. <laughs> Crisps or chocolate? Chocolate. Okay, nice. Oh, you're a chocolate fan? Yeah, diabetic and being a chocolate fan is not Ooh, a good idea. Oh, no. So you've got diabetes, right? Yeah, yeah. diabetic since I was two. Wow. So I've grown up with it. Had the whole evolution of like needles to now pump and electric devices and all that stuff. What have you got now? So I've got a little sensor. So years ago, um, you see diabetics like pricking their finger all the time, checking the blood. Now I just get my phone, scan, and it tells. Are you yeah. joking? Yeah. So if any of you are diabetic out there, have a yeah. look at that. Get one of these guys on the beautiful NHS. So yeah, pay your tax. Amazing. Yeah. Any advice that you could give? Any, what, what, just some bit of advice before we finish up, before we wrap up. What advice would you give to a young entrepreneur now, right now? The best time to start a business is now. Like, don't, don't think about it too much. Don't talk about it too much. Go out and start. Effort and respect, action is really important. You learn every day, so why are you waiting? I love that. James, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Guys, thanks for watching, thanks for listening. All of James' details will be below. Um, a couple of the links that you, you mentioned earlier on about your, your new... Um... Yeah, guys, take a look on Looks Rewards. You can invest 10 pounds, you can invest whatever. Download it, start earning some points back from your spend in London. London's crazy expensive on food, right? You might as well get paid to go and have some fun so yeah check amazing out. guys thanks for listening make sure you make a comment subscribe thanks a lot bye